Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to The Robbie Rowe Show, episode 73 with Patrick Jones. Let's hear a soundbite from Patrick. That's why it's really important to work with players on a regular basis so you can you still have that feel and understanding of, okay, like I can't just throw out fancy words here and expect them to understand. Yo, what's going on guys? It's your boy Robbie Rowland on The Robbie Rowe Show, episode 73 with Patrick Jones. Um, so a little background story of Patrick and I's uh, friendship slash relationship um, networking relationship. I don't know even what you would call it, but um, he, I think it was a mutual reaching out to each other. He uh, he runs a baseball podcast and he was obviously one of the guys that I looked up to when I was starting mine. So I, I believe I reached out to him and, and wanted to kind of get some some insight on on what that looks like as far as you know, pretty much running a podcast and uh, ended up going on his show. I want to say that was back in like November maybe September. It was a while ago, but when I went on a show, I told him, I was like, yo, like, come on mine. And, uh, I, I apologize in the beginning of the show, but I, I just now had him on. Um, but, uh, this is a really good episode for you guys. Um, Patrick's, uh, like I said, he's a, he's a podcast host. He's also a, he's also a hitting coach. He's, uh, played college baseball at Xavier. Um, just a good baseball, just a good hitting guy to talk to. And, uh, him and I, obviously we just connect really well, very similar aspects, um, both same age, uh, just a really good free flowing conversation today. We actually mentioned that like at the end of the episode, how it was just like, yeah, we were just kind of talking, catching up. So um, we go into come. Uh, we 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 start the show by talking strictly like podcast and kind of give you guys like a little insight uh, as far as like what that looks like and just actually like how tough it really is. <laughs> um, so you know, him and I both get a lot of questions regarding you know if someone wants to start a podcast, like how do they do it and and the ins and outs of it. And uh, so if if that's one of you guys that's listening to this episode, like you you come to the right spot. Uh, then we kind of go into his coaching background, talk about him and, and, and the relationship that he creates with his players and interpreting, interpreting the, the data 
that like all of these means of data analytics are giving us and how he can kind of uh, relate that to the player, right? So if it's obviously like a high school player, I think you heard in the soundbite, it's not going to do him any good if you start using all these big words and all these numbers. Uh, it's probably going to do more harm than good, actually. And uh, I can definitely relate that uh, or relate to that, uh, especially with like my clientele as well. It, it really like we we don't do as instructors we don't do our job um well if if we don't know how to relay that data efficiently so that's definitely some some good insight for you guys there um i do want to take this time and, and uh maybe spend like a minute just talking about my website i think i said it on the last episode that launched but uh finally got that thing up and running. Uh, it was under construction for about three months. It is now live. You can check that out at www.therobbyroshow.com. I encourage you guys to uh, register. There's a register page that you can find at www.therobbyroshow.com forward slash register. And I'll link that into the show notes. Basically, what that does is it registers you into the I guess into like my database because I'm going to start doing more like newsletter stuff and then keep you guys up to date as far as the things that I'm producing, um, whether it be, you know, pitch sequencing, pitch grips, um, breakdowns, analysis, uh, podcasts, like whatever it is, like literally everything that's coming from me, I want to start doing like weekly newsletters and kind of just keep you guys in the know. Um, and then when, when it comes to my website, uh, I have three services now. I have consultation plans, uh, FaceTime calls. Uh, emails. I get a lot, a lot of questions now, and this uh, this kind of allows me to to filter out those who are serious about asking the questions that they ask. Um, obviously, the mechanical video analysis is a, is a big hitter. You guys can check that out. Um, and then I have monthly coaching plans. And I think the the coolest part of the website that I've upgraded is a content library. So all of the content that I produce on like Twitter, Instagram, it is now going into my content library on my website. Um, for you guys, all you got to do is enter your email address and you get full access to that content library. Um, so yeah, go check that out. Like I said, www.therobbyroshow.com. I will link that in the show notes for those of you who want to check that out. And I encourage you to do so. It makes me feel good and I appreciate it. All right, let's get to the episode, uh, 73 with Patrick Jones, the host of Patrick Jones baseball podcast. All right, guys, hope you enjoy. Uh, all right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are live, the Robbie Rose Show. Um, so I have Patrick Jones on the show of the podcast, Patrick Jones Baseball. Dude, I'm sorry that it took so long for me to get you on my show, man. But like, welcome, and and how are you doing today? Doing awesome, man. Hey, when when you're a machine and you put out as many episodes as you do, <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, dude. First of all, what I what I like I'm an idiot. I, Is that that's I, what you're saying? No, no, no. I have a different perspective because like you said, I do a podcast as well, so I know how much time it takes. But what I like, I what, what I'm most impressed of and this is like the honest to god truth is the amount of time that you put into promoting your episodes oh. when you do the subtitles, when you do like people don't realize how much time that takes. Like when I see that consistently from someone like I just, I was like, that dude, that dude works. Like, dude, I'm serious. Dude, I know. I mean, like, I don't think you realize, and maybe you do. I I don't know, but like, how much that means, like, honestly, because it, 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 like, that's the behind the scenes stuff, though, that like no one realized. And you and I were just talking kind of off the show about podcasting and like what advice we would give to people. And it's that stuff right there that they don't see, you know, like, bro, 
I mean, I'm speak. I know I'm preaching the choir here, but like those, like uh, those promos, those I only do two now. <laughs> the one of the soundbite and the quote, like those take probably like three hours out of my. I believe it. I believe it's, it. It sucks, dude. <laughs> but, I believe it, 100. percent And then, like, the thing is, like, whenever you do something, you want to return, right? Right. I mean, naturally, so the return in podcasting isn't for money, like monetary or anything like that. Right. You just you want you want people to do it, like listen to your show, like more downloads and things like that. And like it's it's hard to like put it uh, like a push a button, and be like, well, this will equal more downloads, or this will. And so like yeah. even if you don't see more downloads, so continue to still do it over and over again. Like I got mad respect for anybody who does that. Hundred percent, dude. And and like that kind of is a good segue into like yours and I's advice to like people. Cause like I said, we, we talked a little bit off the show, um, about like people approaching us and being like, yo, we want to get into podcasting. Cause we, we, you know, we obviously know that it's like the hot topic, hot take, uh, these days. Um, and like, I mean, you called it dude, like start, you know, start yeah. and then just, and then just get going because it's funny, dude. Sometimes I'll go back, um, when I'm really like struggling with like, okay, w- what is my why behind this? And I'll go back and listen to like my first episode and I'll just be like, oh my goodness, that's like brutal because <laughs> it's true, right? Like you, you just continuously learn things and you grow and you find new, uh, methods and, and things to incorporate into the show to make it better and, and appeal more. And I mean, would, would you say that's like your experience as well from the start? Oh, a hundred percent. And I, and the same thing where when I'm just doing intros, yeah. like there'll, there'll be times where I'll do intros and it'll take me four or five times and I'll like, I'll be like, oh, that sounds stupid. Like, let me like, <laughs> we can, we can have a whole podcast on this subject right here. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, it, it's, it's crazy. But the thing is, is like, it's so much fun and it's so, it's so cool. I mean, dude, like I'm able to connect with you and like, we've built this 100%. relationship yeah. and you're able to just meet so many different people and, and go to, uh, you know, different people's like houses and just make those connections. And, you know, I, mean, I don't like have like millions of downloads. I've, and I've got a pretty decent following and downloads now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like early on, and we were talking about this again on the show earlier. It's one thing to start a podcast or to start anything, but after probably thirty to forty episodes in, it becomes like it's like it's a grind because you're not seeing. It's not a straight line up in terms of you're not you're not you don't start out with a podcast like the first episode's like five hundred or a thousand downloads, mm-hmm. and then the next one's five thousand, the next one's ten thousand. Like it's it takes time to build a following, and it, when you don't see like that constant growth for like weeks and months and that starts happening 30 40 50 episodes in like that's the time where like if you can stick with it and just keep going like that's going to kind of make or break you and i felt that hell i sometimes still feel yeah that, yeah know? yeah no doubt but it, it's like it's it's with anything right like foundation um like establishing why you do anything right like that's why I, it's funny because it's like a direct correlation to what i tell like my clients and in, in, in like baseball players is like, okay, well, if you come to me and you just play the game because you're, you're kind of good at it or you play the game to like be popular, you're probably going to fizzle out because you don't love it. But like, yep. it's the same thing with podcasting, man. If like your foundation is to supply quality content on the regular freaking on a weekly basis, then you're going to do any, everything in your power to do that. You know, like, 
you know, I, I, it's funny, dude, right before I hopped on, um, I was like grinding because I just started like physical therapy and coming back from surgery. And like, I just have like all of this stuff to do. And I, I was like, F it, dude, like I got to go jump in a cold shower and like, I got to freaking reboot and like get this thing going because it's a grind, dude, like with everything. And that kind of is a good segue into like what I want to talk to you about, because I mean, you're doing like hitting stuff on top of this, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Doing doing lessons um, pretty much full-time um, on top of this, which I just I love doing. Um, it's a ton of fun. And it, it, in baseball, it's it's so much about – I mean, here's here's the thing. Like, I go on social media, and I, and I steal a lot, of, a lot of different ideas off of people on, on social media who I talk to, different coaches and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I, what I don't think a lot of people realize is – just going on Twitter, for example, and and posting a couple posts and using some fancy words and making yourself that, that that's not coaching. Like for like some of the stuff I read on there, like I don't even know what they're talking about. And so what I'm what I want to do is is I want to kind of like bridge that gap where you know we're taking some um, some different you know technology, whether it's K vest or a rap soda or whatever, and kind of simplifying it. So a high school kid can kind of understand or at least have a grasp or a parent or a college kid. And so that way you're helping people. And so I like to do that too. Like when I'm doing what, when I'm working with lessons, you know, I'm not going to tell a kid like, what you know, I need you to get, you know, into anterior pelvic tilt a little bit yeah. more here. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you've yeah. got to come up with simple, like, and that's why it's really important to work with players on a regular basis. So you can, you still have that feel and understanding of, okay, like I can't just, throw out fancy words here and expect them to understand because it is tough. It's tough. I mean, it's, I work with a lot of high school kids, probably more than anything. It's really, really difficult to make changes. Yeah. Like once those, once those movement, once those patterns are established, like it, it's very, very difficult to, to change those. Like it takes a lot of time and work. Man. Yeah. And you know, what's funny. Dude? I, I want to say a phrase, but it's kind of inappropriate for my show, but it's like the same thing, like with, with, within the industry is I think, um, you know, it, people come in like on a Twitter thread or, or Instagram and they, they think that if they drop um, like X amount of big words or like $10 words, then they all of a sudden have, um, you know, credibility. And, and I think you hit it on the head, man, as far as like those guys like almost do more harm than good. And I think the importance of like what you're saying as far as a middleman is, is super high because now you're having all of these high school kids or, you know, maybe even younger, um, even college dudes, like now they're trying to understand that information, but then it comes to a point where like that information is almost getting to where they're, you know, mind deafen themselves and it's information overload and they're trying too hard to understand all of this when in reality, like the game should be simple, you know, and, and, and you take that. So like, talk about that. Like, I mean, like how is, how, how can you, um, is it, is it just understanding like the individual that you're working with and understanding like, okay, this guy, um, you know, does X, Y, and Z well, and he doesn't do this well. And then you have to kind of like, mold your strategy towards that individual or just like kind of talk talk a little bit about like your coaching strategy per individual yeah 100 percent um so what i like to do like with each hitter that i work with is like i need to i want to understand how they move right so i'll do i'll put them through like some sort of like movement screen like i did like on base use so i'll use um use that screen just to see if there's any physical deficiencies or if maybe they can't do something physically or they're, you know, have hip mobility problems or things like that. 
And then after that, like what I like to do is I, I bought a K vest, which is a 3D motion, yeah, 3D motion capture system. Um, so I'll put that on uh, the player too. And so what that does, and I'm again, I'm trying to simplify it is right. It, it, it's it's so there's four sensors you put one on your pelvis other straps so you just strap them on you put one on your pelvis one on your torso uh one on your lee arm and then one on your glove so your hand mm-hmm. and so you want to be you want you know each swing to be in the correct sequence right energy starts from the ground works its way all the way up through the trunk out into the arms so mm-hmm. what a lot of times you'll see is you'll see you know it starts from the ground starts to work its way up and then you'll see the lead arm race out in front of everything else. So for after each swing, um, it pops up whether you're in the correct sequence of pelvis, first, right, torso, lead arm, then hand. Mm-hmm. So one, two, three, four. And then it also gets way, way, way more detailed. You can get into time to contact. Mm-hmm. You can get some other things too. So um, again, start, you know, really want to kind of simplify this. So what's really cool about this is, and I, what I like to use this for is, okay, once I understand like what's kind of going on, I read, you know, read the graphs, I can understand there's a biofeedback part of it as well. So I could say, you know, maybe like, like Robbie, like we're hitting together and, um, you know, you're, you're like, you need to get like, your back side, your, your back hit maybe into the pitch a little bit more. Um, there's a biofeedback part, so I can kind of like program it that you have to get into a certain position right at contact. And I want you to feel that position because hitting, no matter what anyone says, it's so much about feel. So I want you to feel what's correct. So I want, I'm going to program it. So once you're in that position, like you'll see, you'll hear a beep. Oh. And so, yeah, so like you to get in that position, like you have to hear this beep. And if you don't get into that, like it doesn't beep. So like once and then you can kind of program it anyway. So like each segment, like maybe your lead arm, you know, you're not in the correct, correct slot. So I can program it for that, too. So you can feel it there. So there's so many different things um, that you can that I use it for. But I like to use it for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also. Again, as some I know, high velocity and hitting off high velocity has become a really huge thing lately, and I'm sure you've seen that too. Sure. That again, younger kids like they their central nervous system like they haven't really developed like a, a true pattern, and so it's kind of easier to mold. So sometimes you know, just putting using a pitching machine that can work, and maybe they will self organize correctly and, and and move properly. But what I've noticed is the higher up you get, like working with high school and some college kids, just hitting high velocity does not does not like get them to self organize necessarily correctly. Like, yeah, you'll self organize and do all that thing, but sometimes we need to do some soft toss and T work or some movement stuff with, and just put the bat down so we can like start moving correctly. And actually, I got a story to tell you. Um, a few weeks ago, I was on Instagram and I got a got a notification of, of a new follower and so I, I just so happened to see it was Josh Donaldson so I was like, what yeah I was, I was pretty pumped yeah I was pretty pumped I was like man and uh, and so like a few minutes later I, I got another notification that said you know Josh Donaldson has just commented on one of your posts and I was like whoa and so I checked it out it was like the throw up emoji three times on oh my no yeah <laughs> And so I, I went to the post. He actually, he, in my defense, he wasn't ripping on what I said, but I, I put a video up, I think of Matt Olson, um, 
doing a hitting drill and and he, oh, this I, was MLB Network, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. I remember yes. that. Yeah, that yeah, was a good and, one. That was in um, spring training. Yeah. yeah, and so um, I I responded like, well, like, like, what don't you like about it, or whatever? And he wrote a he wrote a freaking blog. Post Dude, I'm on it right response. now. I'm, I'm I'm looking for it. All right. Yeah, so I found I, it. he wrote a blog post as a response, and what oh, he said wow. like made sense, right? And he what he was saying is like the problem with a lot of these different um, you know demos that these hitters are doing is they don't really understand what they're doing in the swing. Like they don't actually understand like. Like how you're supposed to swing, like how they actually swing. And it makes sense because – and look at Chris Davis. I'll use that as an example. If you truly don't know, understand like what you're doing, like it's going to be tough when you're starting to struggle because just having a feel or just um, just think, well, this feel works for me. Like if what happens when that feel changed? Because feels change. Yeah. Right? Sometimes – if I'm hitting off of you, for example, right, you you know, you throw hard. I might need mm-hmm. to think swing down, right, to get my barrel on top, right, just just, just simplifying it. Mm-hmm. But maybe if it's a slower guy, maybe I need to think uh, flatter through the zone or swing up. Well, if I don't truly understand what I normally do or how I normally move, like it's going to be tough for me um, to kind of like go back and forth, if that makes sense. Dude, totally. So I just had Matt Antonelli on my show, dude. And the soundbite to the episode was him talking just about that was like, he was, I mean, he was a first round pick, dude. He was a dude. He was a, he was a big leaguer within two years. Um, and then he started like struggling and he was like, I had just always envisioned myself having success. Like I didn't really think to put two cents into, you know, like, what am I doing that's making me successful, right? And it makes total sense, dude. But I, for the listeners, I'm going to link this. Um, I'm going to link that post. So I'm going to link the post that you're talking about with Matt Olson. And then just so they can see that uh, blog that Donaldson wrote. But, <laughs> dude, he's been known to, like, do that. I, I respect him because I think he's a total hitting geek, right? Yeah, I love it. I, I love it. I love how you're like, hey, come on the podcast to discuss. Yeah, he he didn't he never responded to that one, dude. I I, w- I wish he did. He'd be a good like. I mean, you. Oh. I think everyone has seen like him talk about his swing, right? Like, how would you break down that? Like, what what with what he says, you you'd say like he's got a pretty good feel for like what he's trying to accomplish. He knows his body. He has self awareness, so he knows exactly like how his body um, works and what how it needs to work for the swing and. That's extremely important. Um, yeah. I would say now here, here's another thing. Not everyone needs to necessarily, and this is, this is the hard part about hitting, right? Because yep. with anything in baseball, really with anything with <laughs> yeah. anything, but like it's, it's hard because, well, then you'll see, you see Mike Trout and A-Rod give a demo and they swear they swing down right yeah. when they, when they do that. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough, but again, there's, those guys are freaks. Um, and, and I know that I don't want to limit anybody who's listening to this, but the fact of the matter is, is I still think I still really like and agree with what Josh is saying. I just think it's important to, to really just know what's going on and how you are swinging and like how, now I like to tell players all the time, like, look, this is how, um, this is what you're doing. Okay. Now I want you to feel and think, hit the top of the ball here. Right. I want you to feel, for example, swing down. Now, this is important too. I don't. I, you need to realize you're. I. You, I don't actually want you to swing down. Right. Yeah. And and we're, I'm telling you that because you actually have a natural loopy swing. So we're just trying to even it out here. 
but you're not actually doing that. And so it's, I, I found that to be important because again, it's hitting, you don't, you can't look at yourself while you're hitting or right, in a game or something like that. So I don't know. I just, I agree with, with a lot of that. And, and I don't know much about pitching. If that's the case too, with, with pitching, like, mm-hmm. like is that similar at all? Yeah. But, but look like with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My thing, dude, is it's it's per the athlete's interpretation of what is going on with them. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's the same thing with pitching, dude, and working with guys is like, Look, I have to tend my coaching strategy to like what they're feeling instead of maybe what I'm perceiving them to feel. So, right. and and what and what I mean by that is like if they're saying like, "Hey, um and this is probably like a popular one is like I feel like my arm is I'm throwing sidearm when in reality they could potentially just be like high three quarter and it's like, "Okay, well if that's like kind of like how you feel, I can't tell you that that's like right or wrong because that's, that's you. And at the end of the day, you know, it's not me throwing the baseball for you or for you, it's not you hitting the ball for them, you know? So it's like, we have to do to the best of our uh, ability to like mold our stuff to that. But um, it's so cool, man. Like talking to a hitting guy, just because like the correlations between hitting and pitching um, is, is, is like, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's so, it's so similar. And then when you spoke on the K vest, the one question that popped up in my head was like, can we not use that for like pitching? They're coming They're They're working on a pitching one right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they are working on one right now. Um, they're, they have like, you could, you could use, so here's how actually it got started. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, I went out to Scottsdale from base U and met with those guys over at K mess cause K vest cause K motion, their headquarters is out there. And so, they were they've been in golf since 2006. Right. They yeah. they never like in, like wanted to get into baseball or any of that. And so what happened was is actually when Marcus Stroman tore his ACL and was rehabbing it, yeah. he actually used the cave they actually used the yep. K vest on him for um for the rehab to kind of just you know just gauge how he was doing and then uh one of the one of the people who was like uh, leading his rehab like like he's like why don't like you put this into baseball like why isn't this in baseball <laughs> and so that's when uh KVS was like yeah you're right like we should start you know moving in that direction and then um you know I just had on Dr. Greg Rose and and he's I mean he's used it on more uh hitters and than anybody or just looked at the data probably yeah. more than than anybody um so I mean it's it is it's it's huge. It's coming for pitching, so don't worry, pitchers. Like it's coming. You guys have tools <laughs> we feel out left there. out, man. <laughs> you guys have enough tools out there, man. You guys are further ahead than the hitters are right now. We're still still arguing on you know launch angle swings and stuff. Um, <laughs> Dude, it always I, uh, re- reminds me like when we talk about like data, it always goes like, remember when we were in Little League, dude, and that baseball came out and it was like you threw it and it could tell you how fast it was? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I want to like bring that back and like double patent it and like 
Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's using it. It's like the MLB official ball. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> I, dude, I remember that too. I was so – I mean, I – I, I love, I mean, I, some people don't like the radar guns and things like that. I love it. I mean, I just. Why wouldn't I, you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that stuff. But um, actually, I just thought of something else. Going back to kind of um, talking about like feeling as a hitter, um, mm-hmm. Randy Sullivan of the Florida Baseball Ranch used right. to tell me, um, you should actually, you would love him. Yeah. Um, he was like, he's like, dude, you got to use their verbal cues. He's like, you got to, that's why it's so important. Like you need to ask them like what they're feeling because what you like, and you just talked about this, like what you feel doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. about what they feel. And so Dr. Rose talked about this too, when we're trying to make changes, he's like, look, it's important to actually tell them sometimes to take a bad swing on purpose or take, take one of their old swings on purpose and tell them what they actually feel like specifically physically like where do they feel it at if they're flying open like some kids will be like i feel like my my front shoulder and they'll like and and he'll be like we'll point to exactly where you feel it okay you feel it right there in your front shoulder when you do it wrong now when you do it right where do you feel it at and be like well i kind of no no no. i want you to really like stop and like think of where specifically physically you feel it so you can differentiate those two and he and that's like that's been a big help as well yeah it's just being mindful of the way you you know like of the way everything's happening and being intentional with your approach and i think that's something that everyone that's listening that's a baseball player can kind of take away from this podcast is like everything that we do i think we have to have a purpose in doing it and i think we get stuck into a pattern sometimes when it comes to the instructional side of baseball that a lot of like kids um, you know, little league all the way up through maybe even college, they, they go to their instructors and then they just expect them to, to do everything. And, and they, and they don't necessarily have to do everything, but, um, you know, it comes back to the player having the full responsibility of, of their career and their journey, um, in, in the game of baseball. And, uh, and I don't, I don't think enough kids watch baseball, man. Like, I, oh I just, man, that's a whole nother I know, show. I, 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 I help coach a team now. It, it's, it's pretty cool. It's just a way to kind of give back and, and stay in. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'll, I straight up asked them, I was like, how many of you guys watch baseball? And like probably less than half raised their hands. And sure. so like I asked, like, why aren't we watching? Like, why don't you guys watch baseball? It's boring. It's slow. I can't focus long enough. You know what I mean? And it's like, and so my thing is, well, how do you know what's right and what's not? Like, you, you just, you just trust me. Like, what if I don't know what I'm talking about? What if your other hitting kid, like, what if, you know what I mean? Like you, that it's, it's your career. You have to take ownership of it. And part of that is studying it, like, right? Like, studying, like, Heck watching, yeah. watching the best players in the world. Dude, that's a, I mean, that's like the topic today, right? I mean, that's why we're having like all of these stupid rule changes and all that crap. And I know we could spend like two hours talking about that, but like, I want to stay on this, dude, is like, what's the deal? Because when you and I were growing up, it was, the game was the exact same, but yet we were sitting, I mean, I, I speak for myself, but like, I was sitting in front of a freaking TV watching the game or even going to games like I, I could when MLB TV became a thing I was like obsessed like it was bad. I, I know I know you're on it all day long because I check all your Instagram stories. It's, it's like bad. A day. it's bad <laughs> <laughs> but like there's so many like for me it's exciting because it's like I wake up in the morning or even the night before and it's like hey who's pitching tomorrow you know like right let me let me check the matchups 
Or yeah. like, and oh, oh, for for example, uh, Trout's got what homers in four straight games or five or whatever. Yeah, I think it was four and it's five, like, yeah. dude, I can't wait to watch his game to see if he freaking keeps going. Chris Davis, right. oh for the century. Like, let's watch an <laughs> Orioles game to see if he breaks some more records. Like, I feel bad for the guy. I love the guy. You know, obviously a baseball guy, but but those are like the things to me seem exciting. So, in your opinion, man, like. What's changing? Is it is it just uh, millennials now that have access to technology? That yeah, have Snapchat. It's, they, and they have they have they have access. There's too many things going on, right? There, there's Instagram. There's Twitter. There's YouTube. There's there's just so much that I just I think that maybe their version of of watching baseball is just flinging through Instagram videos and instead of actually sitting down to to watch a game, like it's a you know I feel like I'm saying that like it like it's work. I mean, but. Yeah. It's just it's very important because, like I when I go to games, I want to watch guys like what are they doing on deck? Like what yeah. are they what are they doing in BP? Like what's what's Mike Trout doing in, in BP? Like you know what he's actually doing in BP? Like he's working on stuff. Like I've seen that guy take BP before, and I've seen him get jammed five or six times on purpose, working to go the other way because he's trying to feel something. So I mean, like that, like all that's important versus just getting into a cage. And just trying to launch balls and see how far they can go on hit tracks. Mm. Like, like, let's work on something. And I love, like, I love technology. I love hit tracks and all that stuff. But there's a time and a place for it. And I think a lot of times, like, what I'm starting to see is is, is kids building a, a hit tracks type swing versus like a real swing. You know what I mean? Like, if you're on the, like, if you, for example, I keep using you because yeah. you're a professional pitcher. If you're on the mound, like. That 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 cage swing, that hit track swing, where we're trying to just crush balls, it may not translate and catch up to your fastball. Oh yeah, nasty off speed. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I'm I'm gonna get you out, man. I'm licking my chops. Yeah. But it it it's funny you you mentioned that because like I kind of correlate it to like me going to the driving range and like having a. <laughs> Having like this this driver type swing, you know, when in reality, like I'm 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 really just trying to hit a golf ball as far as I freaking can because it looks cool and it slices and and woo. But right. you know, like I'm not going to be a good golfer. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? So I don't know if that correlation made any sense whatsoever. That was like the first thing that popped in my head. Um, so let's let's stay on the let's stay on the topic of data, dude, because I want to talk about we we've already discussed how you kind of like are playing the middleman to interpretations of like maybe some verbiage to to from uh, analytical side um, or even just like you know bigger words and whatnot to your to your athletes. Are you doing the same thing when it comes to like the data that you're collecting from like say a rap soto and a K vest to to you know interpreting that to your athletes? That's the hardest part. Oh, that's I can't hard, imagine that. That's yeah. the hardest, hardest part of the entire thing is taking that data and simplifying it and, like, really simplifying it. Because I've – I mean, I, for a freshman or sophomore in high school, for example, I mean, you have to assume that they know nothing. They don't even know, like, what their pelvis is. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't know even know what a torso is sometimes, what their torso – I mean, it, it's that's the most that's the most difficult part of it. But it's fun too. It's fun because um, yeah, that's when you start to get creative. That's when uh, I think as a coach you become better. And um, I was talking to someone the other day. Um, his name's Connor Graham, and he's uh-huh. um, he's from around here, and he's a strength coach. And he was talking about how he talked to some guys down at uh, Cressy Performance, and they said like when he was like, what advice do you have for someone just starting out as a coach? And he was like, coach as many people as you possibly can. That's it. Like, yes. Yes. Coach as many as you, cause 
so many people need so many different, they need to hear so many different things in so many different ways. And so while you're doing that, you're creating a toolbox for yourself. So I think it's important that yeah. even though like you have this technology that you don't just price your price it so high that nobody can use it because you need to get better at it. Right. And mm-hmm. I say that like kind of like myself too, like I need to get better at using it. So I want to use it on more and more and more and more people so I can become really, really good at not just interpreting the data or just taking the data, but more importantly, interpreting it that makes sense for the athlete. Because that at the end of the mm-hmm. day, like I can know every single thing that's going wrong with your swing, right? But if I can't, if you don't know, if I can't get you to understand it, it's kind of worthless. Yeah, I mean, that's really, yeah, I think you hit it on the head, dude. That's literally what it boils down to because like what is your job, right? Your job is to service the athletes and if you can't communicate and, or if it like, not even you, but like we, you know, right? Like if we can't communicate and create these like relationships with these athletes, then, then we're not doing our part. Um, yeah. 100%. So dude, I'm, I'm curious because like, I'm sitting here like thinking now, like, I don't know your story. I don't know like your journey in, in, in baseball. Like, dude, take us through like, what, how, how did, how did the love for the game like kind of, uh, come about in your, in your life? Um, well, Growing up, I I loved baseball and basketball. Uh, my dad uh, is pretty. He's like he's bigger than he's a lot bigger than me. He's six seven. Yikes. So I'm still waiting on that last growth spurt. So yeah, I it'll come. Growing up, that I was going to be in the NBA. I thought I was going to be six ten. You know, be in the NBA. And so I loved basketball growing up. I loved some baseball too. Um, even my freshman year in high school, I didn't even play baseball. I was like, I, I, I you know, I'm going to grow a lot and get to the NBA here. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I'm still a six three, so I'm still waiting on that last. And one. the wrong skin uh, color. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I, I just kept playing baseball, and, and I knew that uh, you know basketball. I, I could have been like a D three player, maybe, yeah, um, or something like that. But I knew baseball was kind of kind of it for me and I didn't I, I was I didn't lift or anything in high school that was one of the biggest regrets I had and so um, I ended up getting a, a scholarship though to, to Xavier University and uh, started lifting um, you know I didn't have a choice once I got there and sure. so my I, I my exit velocity jumped up like 10 miles an hour like from the fall just because I started lifting and um, it had some more power and things but I was I was just a swinger I really I wasn't a hitter. I I didn't have an approach or anything like that and and um it took a few years honestly to to kind of really get an approach. Um I had Mike I loved going to school there. Um I loved the um I loved the school. It was it was awesome. Um I, I unfortunately I hate I hate to I hate to be the injury guy. I hate to be <laughs> I hate to be him. Um, and I will not, I will not use that as an excuse. I will not be the guy. Well, if I didn't get injured, I I'm going to be that guy with 20 years from now. Well, I mean, you have a better, you're, you know, you made it to a higher level than me. So, um, I actually had, a I, I, my sophomore year, I, I tore my hamstring. So I got a PR, a couple PRP injections, Ugh. um, ended up redshirting that year, you know, played that falling summer, did well, did great in the fall. Last day of fall ball, the following year. I um we were running on a soccer field and I practicing sliding head first mm. and um I did the splits I I ruptured my hamstring and had mm. to get reconstructive hamstring surgery Ew. Um, yeah kind of I don't even remember when Kangaroo Free Junior had that with yep. the heads. so yep. I had that too 
Um, and so I was out um, the following year as well. So pretty much two straight years I was out. Ugh. And I and I got back. Uh, finally, my fifth year playing or my redshirt junior year, I was able to play about half the year. And then uh, and it, it's funny because even up to that point, I was still convinced I was going to the big leagues. Yeah, I, mean, I was like, I can't barely walk, but I somehow thought I was going to get to the big. Leagues. You have to have that, though. Yeah, I, you do. You do. And so um, finally, I, I was able to come back and I didn't play very good my senior year. I hit, you know, I had I had a lot of raw power, but I just I could never tap into it. Looking back at videos like like everything, my mechanics were so bad. It wasn't even funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but um so after my senior year, I was a fifth-year senior, I remember telling my parents, like, I'm not going out of this game like this. Like, I don't care what level I have to play at. Like, I'm not going out. And so I ended up uh, playing independent baseball for two years. And, geez, I mean, thinking, springing up that subject, that could be a that could be a, an, its own podcast. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, I, mean, I know you played some independent baseball, but I played – I you played in higher league. I played in like the Empire League. I don't even know if that's still a league. And I played in the Pecos League too for mm. my second year, mm. and um, got paid fifty seven dollars a week uh, to play in the Pecos League. And um, oh. great, but the, here's the thing though: like it's a great experience. 20, great experience. It's amazing. I was twenty five years old, um, still playing. I knew it was going to be my last year playing because I wasn't even dominating. And if you don't dominate in those leagues, like yeah. it's just impossible to get moved up. Um, and so I knew it was going to be my last year playing. And that's actually me being in the Pecos League is where the motivation to start a baseball podcast came from. Ah, yeah, because I was like, I was like, I love baseball. I want to stay in it. I don't know if I want to coach. I, I'm, I'm on the field all the time as is. I'm kind of burnt out of that. But I'm going to uh. start a podcast. And so that's where that came from. And then after I got back, I. So I didn't want to coach, but people kept asking me to and didn't have very many other skills. And I've been on a field my whole life. So right. I just uh, naturally got back into coaching. And then like anything else, I wanted to be the best at it. So that's where uh, the obset- obsession to, you know, travel around the country, talk to different coaches, take different classes, buy technology, try to, you know, just yeah. all that stuff came into play. And um, here we are. Now. It's a constant it's evolution, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I never... Never wanted to be a coach ever as a player, but um, ended up being a coach. <laughs> and here we are, man. We're and just here we are, two man. dudes recording podcasts. Yeah. Wait, are you are you still in Omaha, Nebraska? By the way. Yeah. Well, hey, dude. Like, uh, it's actually I usually dog on Omaha because it's like so. Uh, sidebar: um, When I first moved here, like the first weekend that I was here, it was like zero degrees and like snow. It wasn't even snow; it was like ice. So. I'm like three days away from like going to New York to get surgery and like I'm going up my stairs and I totally just slip and fall like apparently like icy things, icy platforms is like a thing. But but nowadays uh, we, we just had our first 80 degree day. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have a lot of family in Omaha. My mom went to Creighton and went to oh. school at Creighton and uh, oh, no way. Aunts there as well. Oh, yeah. I usually go back. Usually every August I'll go back to Omaha. Um but it's a it's a cool it's a cool place. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just saying, like, I know we're recording a podcast right now, but let me know when you're in Omaha next. Oh time. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll do one. That'd be actually a lot of fun. We'll do we'll an in house podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I got a that. I got a recorder. Um, that's another to- topic of as far as like evolving podcast goes. You know, like right. getting all these nice fancy gadgets. So I, I have a means to take it on the road now. Um, 
But, uh, but yeah, dude, that, that'll be cool. It's funny. So I'm moving, uh, I'm actually the apartment that I'm in right now, I'm moving, uh, in 10 days and I'm actually going to live on campus at Creighton. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that on the air, but, uh, so yeah, they're letting me, you're going to be, how, how old are you now? Uh, 29, 15 mentally and 45 15? physically. <laughs> okay. okay. No, nah, I think I'm uh what am I? 27? 27? 27 now? Yeah. Okay. I'm 27 too. Yeah. We're the same age. We talked about this Dude. last time, I think. Oh, that's okay. I guess I got my memories a little. We long. graduated in 2010, right? Yeah. High school. Okay. I thought for some reason I thought you were a year older. I don't know why. Is it the beard or is it the bald head? Uh, well, first of all, I can't talk because I'm, I have both. I'm, I'm not quite bald yet, but I'm getting there. Oh gosh. So yeah. We'll, well, you got the, we'll you got be the like bro- in, in five years, we'll be brothers. Yeah. Well, shoot, man. Like I started losing my hair and freaking when I was 18. Really? It was, I don't know what happened. I was a guy like I peaked at 17, dude. I was super hot. Like I was like tall, blonde hair, blue eyes. And I was like, yeah, you know, I got, I'm, I'm cool, whatever. And then like I came back to school the next year and like I had one of those dang receding hairlines and everyone was like, wait, are you losing your hair? I didn't know what that meant. And yeah. then fast forward, you know, a couple of years and, <laughs> and your boy was freaking straight hey, razor and that ish. <laughs> life, life comes at you quick sometimes. That's like my, uh, that's like. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If I'm scared of needles and I'll never get a tattoo, but in an alternate reality, I'd get that tattooed across my chest with like <laughs> no regrets on the <laughs> under it. So, so there, there's actually there, – this, this is one thing I wanted to talk to you about because I think it's going to help out a lot of people who are, who are listening. Yeah, we got to get serious now. All right, here we go. Yeah, no, so like growing up as a player – um, I never, and I actually just did like a couple of Instagram stories on this earlier. I never talked to my coaches a lot. I just figured like most players, I just figured I was good enough that they would just automatically know that I was the best player and that they would play me. Right. Mm-hmm. I just, I always, that was just my always thing. Like high school, college, like whatever. Now as a coach, like I realize how hard it is to to not play a player who I have a relationship with, who has, who has talked to me, who has who I know because he's talked to me that he's a good person, that right. he works hard. And I'll tell you right now, like there are a couple of players who are who are on the team right now who I specifically vouch for because they had, because I I knew them as as a person, like I have a relationship with them, right? And so I was like, so. If it if it's between one player and another, and I know somebody, and I don't know the other kid. Like I'm gonna, I want that kid I know. And it's just a human. It's the human element. You can call it politics. You can call it like uh, whatever you want to call it. But it's it's true, and it's so important. And I just think that um, who the players who are listening out there need to start doing this. And I'm talking about like for their team, but also in school as well. With um, all aspects of life, dude. Like yes. it's it's funny you bring yes. that up, dude, because like this is probably literally the most overused phrase of, of my whole entire podcast, but it, it comes down to like putting yourself in the best possible situation to be successful. Like I say that over and over again because there's so many different variables in life that we cannot control. 
right? Like there's, there's just, you know, we can get hit by a bus, like whatever, we can't control that. But with that being said, like there's a lot of other things that we can do that are within our grasp, within our control that, that sets us up for success. And I think you freaking nailed it, dude. Like, and that's something I don't think I've ever touched on, but like, it's true, right? Like the human element, the human aspect of, of just being like, instead of like, Hey coach, it's like, Hey, you know, uh, Patrick, like what's going on, man? Like, how's, how's your day? Like what, what yeah. game did you watch yesterday? Like what's, you know, you want to go grab some food together? Like whatever. But, but then at the end of the day, it's right. Like you said, call it politics, call it whatever, but you're the guy getting PT. You're the guy, yeah. getting, you're the guy batting in the nine hole playing right field, even though maybe your talent level is a little off than the guy that's not. So I, hey, again, I think you hit we, it on that. We all have heard the phrase. It's not, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Oh, and yeah. it's just, it's so, it's just true. And I just, I, I caught myself as a coach. I was like, whoa, whoa, like this is crazy. Like I want this kid just because I know him, just because he, he, you know, he looks happy to be there every day. Like he talks to me. He's this. Yeah, he that. likes the game. He watches. Yeah, the game. He's yeah. A student. I, was like, I mean, that's another thing, right? Like the student of the game aspect yeah. too is like I'm always gonna, and and maybe I shouldn't say this. Maybe I should. I don't know. But like I'm always gonna respect um a, a, an athlete more if he's like. The guy that's grinding, putting in the extra work, doing the the little things, you know, being in the the weight room or the training room or whatever it is, or like yep. just watching games and like coming up to you and like creating that relationship and saying like, "Yo, what do you got on Trout, dude? He's get four homers in four games." Like having that in the no mentality, where there's like no really excuse not to, because we live in a day and age now where like you get a notification every time someone like sneezes. So <laughs> like, why wouldn't you be connected like that? But if someone comes up to me and is a, is a true student and a true lover of the game of baseball, and that's the sport like we're targeting, then I'm like, yo, like this kid freaking gets it. Like you're in, man. <laughs> you you will go out of your way to do, to go above and beyond to help that kid. One hundred percent. I feel this exact same way for 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 hitters that I work with. Um, uh, who are on my team, for example. And again, I'm just saying that just because I, like, looking back, I didn't realize this. Like, I, I, that was the biggest mistake I've made. And I could, I could say, I, I mean, I made that mistake taking classes, too. I wouldn't communicate with the teacher. And so when we would travel sometimes when I was at Xavier, I wouldn't, I'd be like, yeah, just to let you know, I'm not going to be here, like, next week or whatever. And that's the only time I'd ever see them. Like, they're not going to go out of their way to accommodate me. Yeah, they don't know you. Enough time to yeah. take that test to prepare for. And, again, maybe that's a stupid example, but it's just it's – just, it's everything. Like, that – if you want to get ahead, like, that's how you get ahead right there. Like, relationships, reaching out to people. Dude, them, yes. Telling you, man. Like, I'm telling you, like, that's the secret. But that's, and that's the beauty of podcasting, right? We hit it on, I think, earlier. We, I don't know if we recorded or not, but like, that's the beauty of like what you and I do is like, we essentially like network every single day. Yes. And like, yep. we create these like networking relationships where, I may not have like say say like the Dodgers hire you and like put you in the the head of like baseball ops and like a year down the road they have like job openings and you're like you remember that Robbie guy like he seemed yeah. to like know what he was talking about even Dude. though we only did two podcasts together like I'm gonna hire him Dude, <laughs> that's how it all a, happens you're you're one of your last guests Jared Gaynor okay yeah. that's one of my one of my one of my best buds 
we I just talked to him last night on the phone, and one of the things that we talked about is there's there's a couple teams who are interested right now in him. And I was like, dude, if you get that job, like you better bring me on. He's like, no doubt, like of course, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. that's the network, hundred percent. I mean. It's like it's it's the people that are like continuously on your mind when you think of like a certain subject, and like when you think about like the human interaction and like just general nice people. Like those are the people that you want, right? Like I've, I, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but I've had people on my podcast that are like, I probably will never speak to them again. And, and maybe it wasn't a great guest, but the people that have come on and like actually like stayed on with me after the show and like talked and been like, yo, how's that, you know, how's the rehab going or whatever. Yep. Like those are the people that are constantly like on my head. Like now, now not only were you great like on the show and everything, but like now we've created like this, this friendship slash like relationship to where we're not, we're not just doing one podcast and stopping. Like we're collaborating now, or at least we're like trying to figure out ways to collaborate and, and produce good stuff because like, those are the people you want to do it with, you know? And it, and it, and it really like, like here's another example. Like I had on uh Chris Welsh, who's one of the Reds broadcasters. Uh-huh. Great guy. I had him on like really early on. Like it's one of my earlier episodes. Um, he helped me. He like I got a phone call last summer, and it was from uh, I didn't recognize the number. I picked it up. It was Bronson Arroyo. Ah. He had he had he had reached out to Bronson to try to to get him. So I ended up driving back down a week later to Bronson's house to record a podcast with him because of the relationship I yes. now had with Chris Welsh. Now Bronson, I just hit him up, and I'm trying to get Scooter Jeanette. He's texting Scooter Jeanette to get him on my show. Yeah, so you see how it just it just it's a, it's a domino. Effect. Yeah, and they all so vouch for you. It too. doesn't work perfect every time, and you right. know that too. But right. you just keep doing it eventually, and it will. And it's and it's about just being like genuine and authentic, right? Like, yeah, oh yeah. It's yeah. like here. So here's the thing: is like I think a, a misinterpretation with like podcasting or just entertainment in general is like I could be one version of myself like on Instagram. So every time the camera's on me, I could be like this happy-go-lucky, like free-spirited, super nice mm-hmm. guy. Or when the when the podcast is recording, I could be this guy, and then I we get off, and I'm like, "Hey, see you, dude. Like, don't ever talk yeah, to me." Yeah, again. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's like that's the guy, right? Like that's the guy. You're not. You're like, okay, cool. Like later, you did a good show. Like hopefully you promote my episode. But <laughs> like, right, but right. that's not the guy. Like ten years down the road, when there's like an opening for something or. You know, there's you need you need like a, some type of assistance from a general like category in life, and it's like, oh, dude, you remember that one dude? He was like super cool. Uh, came on the show, like Patrick Jones. I, I think I'm in his area. I'll hit him up, and it's like, boom, Absolutely. there it is. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, it's just, it's true, man. I mean, it's just be not like, yeah, just be genuine, like, just be authentic, man. Like, just mm-hmm. be nice to people. Like, treat, and I know it's cliche, but like. It comes back to like just treating people like the way you want to be treated with respect and like a smile. And I think that can go beyond like a baseball podcast, right? Like we could talk about how like the world we live in today is like not not very pleasant, not very good. I think there's a lot of bad things happening. But you have the power and the ability like just within yourself to like make someone else's day better just by like saying, yo, like dope shoes, man. Or yeah. <laughs> hey, like you look really – hey, your hair is really nice today. Even yeah. though it's it's almost gone, like it looks good, <laughs> but like those are the type of things, right? Because now our perception on our day is like kind of changed just by someone else, and it could have been like a random person. It didn't have to be the president of the United States. It's just another human being. Mm-hmm. I, dude, 
Completely agree. We're on like agree. we're on like a phys- phys- philosophical. That's a tough word to say. Philosophical level now. Um, I know. I know. Dude, I love it. I, I do. I, I, I get. I'm yeah. Currently, I currently love this episode because we're just hitting on everything. Yeah. And it's just just a conversation where we're just. I mean, this is this is how, how we would yeah. talk. Like hundred percent. I, I forgot we were recording an episode. Honestly, I looked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, speaking of that, I um I want to I want to be respectful of your time, dude. So if you can. Uh, well, first things first, I've had an absolute blast with you, dude. Um, I want to do this again in the, in the future, definitely. But um, tell my audience where they can find you, um, and I'll link all of your social stuff into the show notes of this episode. Uh, at P. Jones Baseball on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and then uh, just Patrick Jones Baseball um, on iTunes, Spotify for podcasts. Um, got your your guys' host, uh, Robbie Rowe. He's on He's on one of the episodes we already recorded. One yeah, I'll He's link that my, too. Yeah, yeah, you're on my show. Um, so again, man, we're just we're doing we're kind of doing the exact same thing. Just uh, you know, you have the the knowledge of pitching, which I don't know anything about. And, um, <laughs> it's all the same, man. Energy so, transfers, yeah, I mean, force application, and right, do right. it, do it what, fast. People people ask me like, oh, my kids, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I don't know. Just throw it over the plate. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I say with hitting too. I don't know. Just right. Ball. <laughs> no, no. But I, I appreciate it, man. I mean, this is this was like I said, this is a lot of fun. And I was again, it's I was kind of like dragging today. It was one of those days. I yeah. Just, I just woke up, just rolling through, and yep. I have some adrenaline pumping now. Yeah. And that's that's because of of just like just having this this phone conversation and. And um, it's what it, I, I would just I love it. I really yeah. Do. No, absolutely, man. Um, I, uh, I I thoroughly appreciate uh, everything you're doing for the community, man, and uh, appreciate you coming on the show. I'll sign you off off the air, but thanks again, dude. Yeah, sounds good. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, like always, if you enjoyed the episode, then I would highly encourage you and highly appreciate you if you left a review for this episode. Um, let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if there's anything that you need me to improve on. Let me know if there's anyone that you want me to bring on the show. Uh, like I said in the introduction, that you can always find me on Instagram at RobbieRow12. And also my website, www.therobbyroshow.com. So be sure to go check those means of uh, communication out. And we will talk to you probably within the next couple of days. And I look forward to it. Y'all have a good rest of your day. Much love. God bless. Talk to you. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.